Welcome to the People Leaders Podcast, the audio resource for managers and business leaders creating high-performing teams. Join leadership and team development experts Jan and Michelle Turkelson each week as they explore both subjects from every angle. Through practical tips, valuable insights, and compelling interviews with leadership experts around the world, you'll learn how to bring out the best in your staff and how to give your best as a leader. Thank you for joining us again on the People Leaders Podcast. So if you've been following along and you'll know that we've been working our way through the People Leaders High-Performing Team Assessment Tool, where we've been explaining the different dimensions of a high-performing team. And because a high-performing team, um, you know, is something to, you know, worthy of focusing on, it's really important to get all those dimensions right. So if you'd like a copy of the tool, you can find it over at peopleleaderspodcast.com. In this episode, we'll explore the seventh of the eight dimensions. Let's dive in, shall we? This session, we're going to talk about flow and the communication amongst team members and what makes a high-performing team. So, Michelle, in some of our other podcasts, we talked about the importance of professional growth of team members and the fact that, you know, you are really as only as strong as your weakest link in the team. And it really is important for everyone to develop their skills and abilities, Um, the importance of processes and clarity around accountability. In this session, it is all about this flow of communication amongst team members and also the people leader. Correct. And so, you know, one of the uh, first uh, items on the on the scale is that the leadership communication is consistent and accessible to team members. How often do we hear team members talking about their managers going off to to all these meetings, but they never um, sort of share with us what was the purpose of the meeting, what you know, how does it impact us as a team? And so there creates a bit of a bottleneck mm. at the team leadership level. And the team leader comes back and thinks, well, actually, it's not really that important for my team. They're busy anyway. I'll just sort it out myself. That does not work. No. You- yeah. That's right, Michelle. And how important is it to provide people with context, especially when we're seeing, you know, a lot of organisations are going through high levels of change and the leadership are informed of the nuances and the reasoning and the context. And so they're way above the curve as far as the acceptance of change mm-hmm. and they need to bring their team members along. They may not be able to tell them all the information, but as much information as they can is really important. Absolutely. Even if they say, I don't have any more information, but as soon as I do, I will let you know. And in the meantime, meantime. <laughs> this is what we need to focus on. Terrific. We need to actually fill in those gaps for people. Yep. So the next one is that team members communicate openly and freely with one another and respect each other's time, which reminds us of this article that we're reading the other day, The New Science of Building Great Teams. And it's a Harvard Business Review um, article from April 2012. And the crux of the article is really about team communication. You know, why are there so many varying degrees of performance in teams where across industries? So what is that thing that makes some teams more high performing, um, you know, measurably uh, better at um, fulfilling their, their, um, their, their objectives? Goals and, yeah. 
and considering that their capabilities and their skills are very similar. Correct. Yeah. And so, you know, the long and the short of it is that they gave these people um, sociometric badges, I suppose, that they wore around their necks, and they just monitored certain things um, about tone of voice, uh, who they were talking to, when, those sorts of things. So 21 organisations, over seven years, 2,500, you know, people. It was incredible. And they said that the, you know, the, the key to high performance wasn't in the content of the discussion. It was the way that people communicated. And so the more that people communicated outside those formal meetings, uh, the the better the performance of the team, the more free-flowing the communication uh, People were able to get their job done in a shorter amount of time. Productivity went up and all of those things that we know, they just measured it. They they just measured it. Yeah. So this is really about establishing these connections and what we call corridor conversations, Mm. isn't it? You know, where every conversation has its own purpose sometimes we don't know what the purpose is but if there is some focus towards it Mm. in that conversation we can really help the free flow of uh, information across organize you know through the organization and the team that's right and on our um the third metric here we you know we talk about communication as clear consistent and useful among the team members and in this study they talked about the fact that everybody listened uh, and talked in equal measure Uh, you know they did face each other when they were talking they were energetic and constructive and uh, they connected directly not just you know with the leader with with the leader it was great so that is all about and that's why we call this flow because that's what flow does yeah flows everywhere yeah and they had those side communications within the team and the other indicator is that they would go exploring outside, outside out. the team you know communicate with stakeholders and bring the information and back you know yeah. it's like the hunter and gatherer you know yeah. you go out and then you come in because that is what builds capability in the team mm. and that's what makes a high performing team so the other metric that I wanted to discuss is that um, the, the team are conscientious when they're resolving issues and that they seek input from appropriate members. So they may not go to all of the people in the team, but they're very savvy in who they nominate. So for example, if I need to um, clarify an issue with a, a key stakeholder, I wouldn't go out to all of my team members. I'd have a look at team members who are associated with those key stakeholders or who are responsible for information that these key stakeholders use. So I'm very mindful of where I gather this information and conscientious about resolving issues. So I don't just talk about someone, you know, behind their back without actually resolving it. Or trying to resolve it first with them. And, And this is another issue that we come up against all the time is that when there is even a hint of potential conflict or a difficult conversation or a miscommunication the individual many individuals do not know how to approach the other person and try and resolve it there and then some people actually hit it head on and create a conflict others are totally avoidant yeah and i would say most people are uh, yeah show avoidant behavior and so they go directly to the manager yeah instead of saying oh look we've got an issue here um this is what it is why don't we try and work it out yeah and the way in which you can do that is to just use a simple model. 
by explaining how it is that you are feeling about a situation. So for example, if you and I were having an issue and it was really impacting me, I would say something like, um, Michelle, have you got a couple of minutes? I wanted to discuss something. And I would wait for your response because if they're not willing and have the time to discuss it with you, it's going to fall on deaf ears. So yeah, sure. Um, What do you want to do? And I said, I actually like for us to um, be in a a private room. And then I would sit down and say, Michelle, this is a little bit difficult for me, but it is important. And so what I wanted to um, communicate to you is that I'm feeling sometimes in meetings that I'm not being heard and I'm not being listened to. For example, the other day when we were in that um, team meeting and I started to talk, you interrupted and spoke over me. And what you said was important and valuable, but I didn't feel that I had an opportunity to express what I needed to. Great. And so what I would like to see next time is perhaps you could just hear me out because I think I do have something valuable to say. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I think, yeah, I didn't even realise I was doing that, Jan. All right, sure. Thank you. So are we cool? Yep. All good. Awesome. Thank you. So just something like that. And it's not going to sound smooth and easy all the time. Sometimes it is going to be clunky because we're talking about emotions and feelings and things like that. Mm. But the one thing I would really encourage everyone to do is clean up those little misconceptions and red flags and those things that you've been tolerating with um, an issue with someone tie them up, clear them up as soon as possible in the best way that you know how and move on. It will free up your energy by 100%. You Mm. won't know yourself Mm. if you start to make that a habit and a practice. Mm. So, yeah, the the team being conscientious about resolving those little issues because it's it's exactly that, Jen. Resolving those little issues will prevent... That's right. So I remember hearing a um, a speaker at an after-dinner event for a corporate and it was someone who, the first female, I think, who was in charge of an Antarctic scientific station. Oh, yes, yes. And she was just telling us about all the machinations that happened. There was a lot of drinking going on because it wasn't a lot of sunlight and etc. And she had a rule and she didn't have many rules, but one of the rules that she really stuck to is if someone came to her to complain about someone else, they had 24 hours in which to resolve that with that person or she would get all three of them together and resolve it. But they had that time. So it gives that person an opportunity to to confide in someone and to express their feelings. However, it gives them a time limit to resolve it yourself. You know what I love about that is that she gave the accountability. She she didn't ignore it, but Mm. she actually gave the person the responsibility and the accountability to try and solve it themselves. Whereas some managers would hear that and think, oh, okay, that's my role as a manager to resolve that and mm. then go and have an, in, an individual side conversation with the person in question have it, and then come back to this individual. I love that. Mm. What a great little strategy to put into your toolkit yeah. as a manager. And as a team, you can agree on some of those behaviours mm. and attitudes. And 
The other element of flow is that the team uses positive language and straightforward sincerity to foster this shared understanding. So it's it's the the positive language is for an example when someone says something or pitches an idea instead of no we can't do that mm-hmm. they use more yes languages. So notice the types of words that you use. You know we're talking about a team here but you are part of that team Mm. it is your responsibility to model the language the behavior the emotions the way in which you communicate to your team members to your stakeholders you need to model that behavior so notice what type of language because there are power in the words that you use those affirming positive supporting words and phrases are really going to um, enable free flow of information because there are some words that actually block energy and stop people from expressing what it is that they want to um, communicate communicate. like but (laughs) but So if I was to say to get rid of any words, Mm. it would be should Mm. and but. Mm. Because when you use but, anything before that, people really just don't acknowledge. Mm. So I could say, Michelle, I really love the way in which you presented that information on the report and you used some, you know, very clear infographics. But what I noticed, all that what I said was just goes out the door. So replace... But with and and replace should with could because there is no judgment in the could, but there is a little bit of a judgment mm. in the should. Oh, great so advice, if we could Jen. just do that, yeah, <laughs> this good. So with flow, it is about this freedom of information and exchange being ser- uh, sincere and clear. So for this week, I would like you to think about what could you do to increase and enhance your free flow of communication amongst a team member or a couple of members in your team and it could be amongst you and your people leader and you know what you could do a bit of a reflection piece on who am i so let's have a look your team of five people I'm just going to notice for for the week who I'm communicating most often with and how am I communicating? Is it just about the task and is it just with Sally? Isn't that interesting? I didn't communicate with Bill, Bob and such and such for the whole of the week and there was no social interaction in that as well. So just observe yourself for Mm. the week. And did I only communicate with people within my team? (laughs) Yeah. So there's lots of homework, Jan. You've been listening to the People Leaders Podcast with Michelle and Jan Turkelson. For show notes and other free resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. Do you know someone else who could benefit from cutting-edge leadership and management techniques? Please take a moment to share this and other episodes via your podcast app, email, or social media channels. Each share helps us fulfill our goals of reducing workplace stress and increasing job satisfaction for leaders, managers, and their teams worldwide. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.